0: Welcome to Ditch the Classroom. This is your host, Ariana Vernier, and I'm so excited that you're here. I'm a teacher turned business coach who is so passionate about helping fellow mamas like you ditch the classroom and pursue your big, hairy, scary dreams. Imagine a life where you could still impact the world, but do so while following your passions and spending more time with your babies. In Ditch the Classroom, we'll explore ways you can do just that. Myself, guest experts, and amazing teachers who have also built a successful business will share tools, tips, and resources to help you ditch the classroom too. Are you ready? Here we go. This episode is sponsored by our Brand New Boss Babes giveaway. So between now and October 29th, you'll have the chance to win a spot in my signature program, Brand New Boss Babes. This program contains all the strategies and tools that has allowed me to replace my teaching income and has also helped other women like you start their Ditch the Classroom journey and allowed them to start replacing their income outside of the classroom, while spending more time with their babies and offering services that they love for clients that they really want to work with. This program contains eight modules with short implementable videos, templates, and workbooks. These modules are designed to give you quick and actionable steps to take to starting your business so that you can replace your income and ditch the classroom too. In order to enter, all you have to do is leave a review of the podcast wherever you're listening and make sure to include your Instagram handle so I can contact you if you are our winner. You can also get another entry into the giveaway by screenshotting the episode that you're listening to, post it on your Insta stories, and tag me in the Insta story at ariana.vernier. That way I can see that you posted this entry and make sure it gets added to the giveaway. This giveaway is for y'all to help you start your digital classroom journey, but it's also helping me to spread my message to more mamas and teachers like you who are ready to start their digital classroom journey. So I really appreciate every entry that you make into this giveaway. Thank you from the bottom of my heart. I will draw the winner for the giveaway on Thursday, October 9th on my Insta stories, so make sure you tune in then. And again, thank you so much. Welcome, everybody, to the Digital Classroom Podcast. Today we have our very first guest, Alex Collier. She's a teacher turned web designer, and I'm super excited to have her on. So welcome, Alex. Hi. Thank you for having me. Yeah, of course. So we connected... About a year ago now at Mm -hmm. a conference and you're a web designer like I am so I'm super excited and I love talking all things web design I'm super geeky like that but yeah so if you want to just kind of jump in and start by sharing a little bit of your teaching journey we can go ahead and start there yeah
1: sounds good so my journey to teaching was non-traditional I didn't study education in college and undergrad I did an alternative certification program in Chicago called the Inner City Teaching Corps. Um, And so I started teaching eighth grade at a charter school in Chicago, the August after I graduated from college with like only a few weeks of preparation over that summer through my program and a few weeks of student teaching summer school. I also got my master's in education through that program. So it was a two year program and I was like taking classes at the same time. And then in 2014, My husband and I met when I was living in Chicago, and he had moved here to San Antonio for a job, so we had been long distance. So in 2014, I moved down to San Antonio and got a job at another charter school, and I was teaching sixth grade. I was teaching English this entire time. So I taught sixth grade when I moved to San Antonio at another charter school, and I was at that school for four years. Both of the schools I taught at, the one in Chicago and the one here in San Antonio, were like high needs, low income so a lot of dealing with like lack of resources and support, huge class sizes, really long hours, and I ended up ditching the classroom in 2018.
0: Awesome. So we have a pretty similar story because I'm from Michigan originally, and I came down to Texas for my first year of teaching. So my husband and I were separate for a year, so we kind of have the long distance thing in common. That's really cool. Were yeah. you originally from Chicago?
1: No, I grew up in Ohio.
0: So okay. A fellow Midwesterner. Awesome. You kind of mentioned it already with the lack of resources in your school and stuff. Is there anything else that really led you to want to ditch the classroom?
1: Yeah, I would honestly say in thinking about like my journey to ditching the classroom, the bulk of that journey was in this part, the like figuring out even that I was going to leave. So I got into education because I thought that education was a way to solve a lot of the problems I was seeing in the world. And I thought, being in the classroom would be the best way for me to affect change. But I started growing really disillusioned with that notion as I realized there were just like so many other issues impacting my students' lives that had nothing to do with education. Mm -hmm. Um, And I started to get actually kind of angry about how people, there's this narrative of like the education crisis. And I think we expect teachers to, we put a lot of that on teachers to solve that. And like test scores are such a huge deal. but we're not given the support to be able to do that. And I especially think as a woman and teaching being like a female dominated profession, I think we expect women to be the quote unquote caretakers of society and therefore to do teaching because it's like nurturing and taking care of children and it's rewarding, but that we do that. We say that like kind of as an excuse to avoid like good working conditions and pay. Um, And I, I, there's so many like posters and inspirational quotes I've seen. Like my school had this poster that was, a good teacher is like a candle; it burns itself out to light the way for others. Or people will say things like, "Oh, teachers do it for the outcome, not the income." And like people think those things are so inspirational. They're like, "That's pretty messed up when you think about it." Like teachers are professionals; we're not, um, yeah, doing this out of the goodness of our hearts. Although that may be part of the motivation, it's a job, and a job that we've trained for. So that was just—I felt like I just couldn't carry that burden anymore. And the expectations versus like the time and resources I was given to meet, those were just so unrealistic. I felt a huge lack of respect from Mm -hmm. students, teachers, or not teachers, but students, parents and administrators. And I just felt like this isn't a job where I'm able to take care of myself. And so that was kind of ultimately what led to me making the decision that it was time to time to get out.
0: Yeah. I was in a title one school also. And like you said, the lack of resources and just having to feel like you said, like a martyr and it just leads to teacher burnout. And I don't even know what the percentage is of teacher burnout, but I know it's ridiculously high. We are just not supported the way that we should be to be able to maintain that as a career. And I can't think of any other career where, you don't have the support that you need to be successful in all areas of it. Like you're expected to provide so much. So I totally get what you're saying.
1: Yeah. And I feel like now when I talk to people about my background in teaching, a lot of people make comments like, oh yeah, teachers are so underpaid. Or like they just assume that the reason I left is the pay. But for me that really didn't have a lot to do with it. Mm -hmm. It was just like, yeah, the working conditions and feeling like I didn't have the support. I actually took a pay cut when I left teaching for like the first few months of my first design job. So it definitely wasn't about that for me. I don't know if you hear that from people too.
0: Yeah, I do. And I think that taking the pay cut is definitely worth it for saving your
1: sanity. Yeah. My last year in the classroom, I was like, they could triple my salary. They could be like, come back next year and we'll triple your salary. And I would still say no.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I agree. (laughs) Totally. (laughs) So as you you know, kind of prepared to leave the classroom, what would you say was one of the biggest things you had to overcome?
1: I think first was actually like coming to terms with my decision to leave. I think I went back and forth on it a ton. And it was a matter of like actually deciding I was going to do that and also figuring out like, what would I do next? So I think when I was kind of like, maybe I'll leave, I started looking into education related jobs. So I was looking at museum educator positions, things like that. And I just like wasn't really getting a lot of interviews or anything. I mean, probably because every other teacher had the same idea I did. So it's actually a funny story. So we had a career day at my school. And I guess this was in like my third to last year teaching. So this is wasn't even like my last couple years. And I had a designer presenting in my classroom, and the students were like rotating through. So I heard this presentation about this designer's career like multi- like four times. <laughs> and the whole time I was just thinking like, I so wish I could just trade places with him. Like that sounds so interesting. And I feel like I would love that. Um, and I, I'm here watching the presentation rather than giving it. And so I think that was kind of a, a push to start looking into design more because it kind of has been always something I've been interested in. And I ended up enrolling in an online bootcamp for UX design. Um, and so I just doing that my last semester in the classroom. So I was like teaching during the day and then working on that evenings and weekends, which helped me build a portfolio of design work. And then I was able to get hired based on that portfolio the July after I left the classroom.
0: That's really cool. God just has a way of placing the people we need in our life. So the fact that you had that presenter in your classroom talking about design, like that was mm-hmm. just God nudging you in that direction. So that's was, super, yeah, super cool. So
1: fortuitous. I also think that with teaching, leaving teaching, I think there's just so much guilt.
0: Yeah. Because you
1: do love the kids and like it is rewarding. I I feel like I'm so negative about it now because I'm just, you know, have like a righteous anger about it. But there were so many times I thought like, I love this and I want to keep doing this. Um, And so I think that overcoming that guilt took a really long time and I was in denial about wanting to leave. So I, I could see that being a huge reason people stay longer than they ultimately really want to. Yeah.
0: I I feel you because I told I've told my husband and family members multiple times, if it was just the kids, if all my job was was to teach the kids, I'd probably still be there. But it's all the extra, for lack of a better word, bullshit that teachers have to deal mm-hmm. with that I'm just like, no, this is not how I want to live my life the rest of my working years. So yeah. Yeah. I I totally agree. So what would you say are there any resources? You mentioned the course that you took for the UX mm-hmm. design. Are there any other resources that really helped you kind of take the leap out of teaching?
1: I think I was really just doing a lot of like Googling and like reading articles about like once I had kind of landed on design, I mean there's a lot of things under the umbrella of design. Mm-hmm. And so reading about like what jobs were growing as far as like hiring people and what skills were needed what people what hiring managers were looking for so that was kind of how I came to the conclusion that what I really needed was a portfolio and I knew that I was not like with the pressures of teaching I was not going to be able to do that on my own without someone holding me accountable Mm -hmm. so my program had like a mentor that I worked with and deadlines and stuff to hold me accountable it was an investment it was like six thousand dollars to take that boot camp it was like eight it ended up being like eight months from when I started to when I completed the whole thing. Cause I actually got hired at my job before I had technically finished the program, which was great. So that was scary to like make that investment, but I just knew it would be worth it because I thought I knew that was going to be like my foot in the door to that profession.
0: Yeah. So I love how you mentioned that you spent a lot of time Googling. I always say that Google's my best friend. That's how I taught myself how to design websites, just yeah. YouTube tutorials and you know, you just have to have the willpower to figure it out. You don't have to have the skills right off the bat. You can develop them as you go.
1: Right. Which I think is such a thing with teaching, too, is like part of being a teacher is accepting, you know, done is better than perfect, progress is better than perfection. Yeah. Like, there's never going to be a day in your classroom where every child is like sitting attentive, and like your lesson goes perfectly, like the entire day. Like, that just doesn't happen. Yeah. And it, it's just a matter of like getting things done and, and learning as you go. And I think it's the same in, in leaving the classroom and in entrepreneurship where, yeah, I didn't know. I still don't know everything about designing websites. I definitely didn't when I started, but I started
0: with what I knew and just have kind of learned as I've gone. Yeah, I totally agree. So can you kind of walk us through what your average kind of work day looks like now?
1: Yeah, well, it's kind of crazy right now. So (laughs) I actually am still working full time um, at the company I started working at. I've had like some, some different positions with them, but I've been there now for, I guess, over two years. So that's what I'm doing. Nine to five is working there. It's been nice because well, not COVID isn't nice, (laughs) but (laughs) it has been nice that we've been working from home. Um, I used to be going into the office. So since COVID, I've been working from from home which has given me like a little bit more flexibility. Like for example, right now we're talking over my lunch break. So it's nice that I can do calls over lunch or, you know, check in on Instagram real quick, things like that. Like throughout the day that I maybe wouldn't be able to do if I were in an office. So most of my time for my business is evenings and weekends. I'm totally a night owl. So I have a lot of like late nights doing web design. And part of that too is part of why I left teaching when I did was I don't have kids yet. And I knew that I knew that doing this, what I'm doing right now would be so hard with kids. And so I wanted to give myself time to make that transition Mm -hmm. and like settle into more of a routine where I do have some flexibility before that, before I have to deal with like another (laughs) thing that's taking up my time and energy.
0: Awesome. So you were saying that that works really well for you. So if you had anything to say to teachers who are trying to start something while they are still in the classroom? Do you have any tips as far as that goes, like starting this to grow into their full time?
1: Yeah. So I didn't actually start my business till after I left the classroom. Um, I started in January of 2019, so I guess about about six months later. But I was doing my boot camp, which was you know basically like the amount of time I spend now on my business because it was a lot of hours, and I think it was a matter of that was what I was working on in evenings and weekends. And I had to kind of, in a sense, like lean out of teaching where, <clears throat> you know, my administrator, my coach would ask for like a stack of papers that I I was just like, this is clearly just to check off some box or something. So I just like didn't grade as many papers as I normally did and like didn't take stuff home and, didn't really honestly try as hard on my lesson plans. Like I got the stuff done and I still obviously wanted to do right by my students. But a lot of the, you know, kind of how you're talking about, like a lot of the bullshit that's just like we we as teachers know, like isn't really what kids necessarily need. I think just letting yourself kind of slide on a lot of that because
0: like you have something else you're
1: you're working towards.
0: Yeah, I think that's a good idea. Just Do what's needed for the kids and focus on yourself so you can get out of there if that's really your goal. I think that's awesome. If someone wanted to start their Ditch the Classroom journey, but they just felt too overwhelmed, what would you tell them?
1: Well, I would tell them that I totally get it. I've been exactly where you are now. And teaching becomes such a part of your identity, I think more than other jobs, that it's really, really hard to let that go and to imagine what your life would be like after that like after I left teaching when I would meet someone new it felt so weird to not say I'm a teacher because I mean of course I was used to that because I had been doing it for six years but also just felt like part of who I am
0: it's like an identity Um, crisis (laughs) it kind
1: of is yeah and so um I think a lot of it is just kind of mindset as I mentioned like deciding that I don't think you can be wishy-washy about it like well maybe I'll leave because it you're just going to want to stay comfortable where you are and like you have your, your income is there. And like, it's just easy to stay. But if you decide like I am going to leave and you have a plan to make it happen, I think that that's how you can make that transition. And I almost, I mean, for me, I made that decision like a year and a half before I actually left. Like I went into my last year in the classroom knowing like this is my last year in the classroom, not maybe I'll leave after this year. Or "Mm, I'm still thinking about it. Like I knew I was going to start that boot camp in January and I was, this was it for me. And I think that allows you to really focus on making that move. Mm -hmm. And I, and I also think like you don't need to know exactly what you're going to do when you leave the classroom. Like I knew I wanted to do something in design, but I didn't have, I I knew there was some like, what's the word, I guess like nuance there of the different things I could do with my portfolio. And I think, Think once you leave teaching, like once you get your foot in the door somewhere, or just start something, it's kind of a compounding effect where that is going to lead somewhere else is going to lead somewhere else going to lead somewhere else kind of how I was saying like, I'm with the same company, but I've had several different roles in this time that I've been there. So just like focus on making that first step out the door happen, like you don't need to really stress out about, you know, what's going to happen in the year, two years, five years after that, just focus on that first step.
0: Yeah, it's kind of like in frozen 2, just do the next right thing. Take that next step. You don't have to have the whole picture, you know, completely figured out. You'll get where you need to be. Yeah.
1: Is that how it was for you too?
0: Yeah. When I left, I originally was just like going to nanny so I could have my daughter with me or I was going to deliver groceries. And now I'm not, I never even did any of that. So just like having the determination to make something work but you don't have to know exactly what it is yeah. to start- figure
1: it out yeah plus once you leave teaching too I feel like I just have so much more space in my life like to think about other things and just energy to I feel like even like hang out with my friend I mean obviously I'm not really hanging out with people now because of COVID but but like I just became like a better wife, a better friend, a better daughter after I left teaching because I was able to focus my energy on those things. Mm-hmm.
0: You have time to fill your own cup rather than pouring to everybody else and not having any time for yourself.
1: Yes. I always laugh when people tell me like, like, oh, you left teaching, don't you miss your summers? Like it wasn't that so nice. I'm like, the rest of my life is summer now.
0: Right. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Every love day. The rest <laughs> I love that. So, do you have any resources in your business that you think would help somebody who's interested in more of the web design kind of field?
1: Yeah, so I have a resources page on my website with a lot of the tools I use for my business, and that's just slash resources, um, and also like some freebies to help you with your website, like whether you're interested in doing web design as your move out of teaching, or whether you're building some other sort of business where you need a website, I think getting a website up and running just automatically makes you more legit, Mm -hmm. um, helps you feel more confident in your business. So I would definitely encourage anyone who is doing some sort of side hustle while they're teaching to start looking into a website. Um, Also on Instagram, I share a lot of design tips, so um, people can always follow me there as well. And what's your Instagram handle? Uh, it's at Alex Collier Design.
0: Perfect. So I'll drop the links for those in the show notes for everybody. But yeah, I think that's all of the questions I had. Is there anything you want to kind of close us out with? Any last thoughts? Hmm. I guess I would say, like,
1: I think that being a teacher really did shape me into the person I am today, and it's always going to be part of who I am Um, Like, it's definitely part of my ethos in my business is educating people. And when I work with clients wanting to have that education piece as well. And I think because of my time in the classroom, like I'm good at breaking down concepts and explaining things to people, especially like tech can be so intimidating to people. And it's similarly rewarding to teaching where when people have that concept that clicks with them, like you get that moment of, you know, having imparted knowledge and like, you still kind of get to have the the teaching side of things. Yeah. So you, don't have to, you don't have to, like, give that up totally. Except you don't have to call anyone's mom. That's what I like about it.
0: <laughs> that would be <laughs> weird calling a 30-year-old's mom. And like a client's mom. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, thank you so much for being on with me today. I'm really grateful you're our first guest and this was a lot of fun so yeah
1: I'm so glad you're doing this this what I would have loved having this resource when I was starting my Ditch the Classroom journey so a lot of people are going to benefit from this and
0: it's really going to help people awesome well again thank you so much and yeah stay tuned in for the next episode thanks so much for hanging out with me today Before you go, make sure you take a minute to subscribe to the show, leave a rating and review, and check out the show notes for a free gift to help you ditch the classroom. If you loved today's episode, can you help me share the message by taking a screenshot, tagging me on Instagram at ariana.vernier, and sharing it with your friends so we can help more mamas ditch the classroom and follow their dreams. Until next week, y'all, keep following the dreams that were placed in your heart so you too can ditch the classroom.